You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, for once, my former Bearcat buddy, Brian Hatcher, has some inside deets on why did Luke Fickle turn down USC, LSU, and Notre Dame and others, and instead chose Wisconsin. We're also joined by my buddy, Club Corp Golf Pro of the Year, Mr. John Ronas. We'll talk Russell Wilson, the difference between Taylor Heineke and Zach Wilson, and why Lamar Jackson needs to put away Twitter. Your 40-minute white-knuckle ride is ready to go, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, November 29, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to the boys who joined me for a little dinner snack at a local fish food establishment. Is that even the right word? A seafood? A fish food establishment? I don't want to name them because they didn't comp our meal. I didn't ask them to comp our meal, but I did our podcast there at their restaurant. They should be part of the rotation of Zabe Restaurant Podcasts. But anyway, they have Connecticut lobster rolls. I highly recommend them if you like lobster and don't want the work of cracking it open and everything else. It's a lobster roll, but it's butter. Just gooey, delicious butter inside the warm lobster pieces. Not cool lobster pieces, and mayonnaise with lettuce. Ugh. That's a traditional lobster roll. The Connecticut style is, oh, so much better. And this place has them. But I digress. So before we get to Mr. Bryant and Ronas, and we talked about a lot of good stuff, including NFL, college football, and more, I want to start on the World Cup. Today, Tuesday, as you listen to this podcast, huge match. Biggest match in many years, at least eight years for Team USA trying to defeat Iran or Iran to advance to the knockout stage of the World Cup. I have talked with Andy about soccer earlier this week, and 
for those of you who love the sport, you're probably like, yeah, you dick. I don't want to listen to you run your mouth about the world's most popular game. Listen, I understand why it's the world's most popular game. It has a beauty to it. It has a mythology. It has its nuance. And it's it's an acquired taste for many of us just, you know, brutish Yankees. But I do appreciate it and I like it. And I'm looking forward to the match. And we kind of owe Iran one anyway from, you know, that whole hostage crisis thing. Of course, all the people are dead that were involved in that, and it wasn't the players on the team. And I actually really, really respect the players for Iran's team for standing up and facing imprisonment and their families facing the same for speaking out and being strong advocates for freedom, which they deserve in that country. That said, get a load of this bullshit. Our captain, Tyler Adams, is the young man's name. More on him in a second. Was hit with the following one-two punch from an Iranian I- Iranian journalist uh, at the press conference before this match on Monday. You say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all... Um, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. Um, yeah, that being said, you know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. I grew up in a, in a white family with an obviously an African-American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures, and I, I was very very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So, um, you know, not everyone has that, that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's, it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So, um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think as as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing. This kid. I mean, fucking A, yeah. We got the right captain to this team, huh? Now, I have to take a moment just just to gaze and to gawk at the sheer balls of that Iranian journalist and using the whole Black Lives Matter thing to try to club the United States of America for its racial shortcomings or perceived shortcomings. You know, BLM, aside from being an amazing money scam for those at the top of that pyramid who made off like bandits and bought multi-million dollar houses here, there, and everywhere, aside from that, it's been the greatest gift to cultural Marxists for those who just want to tear this country apart, to be able to let, to just hand to other nations and other nations' corrupt media this Easy talking point, albeit completely false, about, well, about the BLM. How do you feel? How can you be the captain of a of a team from a country that's so horrible and racist? I'm sorry. You're from where again? Iran. Oh, a country with horrific human rights abuses who treat their women as property and don't let them go out in public showing their face or their heads. I mean, it just makes you go, you got to be fucking kidding me. The second part of this is, 
you wanted our guy, even though he answered it perfectly and was more cordial than he should have been, you wanted him to say, okay, Iran, got it. Meanwhile, I'm not here to dance for you. If you got a football question, I'll be happy to answer it. Otherwise, next question. That would have been great as well. But instead, Tyler Adams took the high road, and he was beautiful in saying that. Now, as soon as I saw this, I went to look up Tyler Adams' background because he said, you know, I I grew up in a white family. I'm like, oh, interesting. What was the story? The Players' Tribune wrote a piece about him growing up. Growing up in New York, Poughkeepsie, I believe, his mom had him when she was just 22 years old, white mother, black father who quickly exited his life. And the white mom struggled, of course, to raise uh, this child, you know, Taylor, Tyler, um, early on through years, you know, ages one through eight, I think it was. And then mom at one point said, you know what? I, I have big goals and dreams for my life and I want to go back to school and I want to graduate. And I forget what she graduated in, but that was her thing. So Tyler Adams said he remembers being at his mom's elbow growing up as a kid watching her work a job to provide for her and him to live and their family, and then going to school at night and going to the library to study at night, sometimes four, five, six hours at a time until 11 p.m., and admiring her work ethic in doing that. So you fast forward to his young teenage years, I think 12, 13, and he's in the soccer system. He loves soccer. He's playing it. And he's going to try out for a youth team and he meets up with another kid, a white kid, uh, and they strike up a friendship. Oh, you're here to try out. You know, I'm here to try out. Okay, great. And they, I guess, both make the team. They become friends and soon enough, they figure out, hey, our, our mom, our parents are talking to each other. Like, they're really talking to each other. So the single white mom of Tyler Adams and the single father of a family of other white kids Uh, started to date and fell in love and got married. And they became a family. And they're all in this soccer thing together. And what makes it even more crazy is that uh, Tyler uh, Adams' stepfather, his father, so in other words, his step-grandfather, came to America from Scotland with his family and barely anything to his name, only for the chance to have a better life for their family. And with that heritage, that Scottish lineage, they brought with them an intense, psychotic love of the game of soccer or football. Uh, Apparently, that side of the family, his now adopted side of the family, huge Celtic Ranger fans. And so it was this perfect coming together. And I quickly Google searched images of the family and them together, and it's the fucking best. That is America. America is not whatever our dipshit government is doing at any given time, be they Democrats or Republicans. It is not what the corrupt-ass media is saying or trying to get over on people. It's not whatever bullshit the corporations in this country are pushing. America is the people who live here, who by and large, for the vast majority and the most part, are the kindest, most giving, open-minded, wonderful people 
from all different areas of life type of people who can produce such a magnificent young man, phenomenal soccer player, captain of the American team, who could be presented with such a pair of bullshit, well, a scold and then a bullshit question and handle it so beautifully. Adams talked about how when he was playing, he was 16 years old, he was playing for the Red Bulls. And I guess they were the MLS champs or some champs here playing an international champion series and they got to play. He got to play at 16 years old against the mighty Chelsea, which he, of course, idolized and knew all the names of their star players and was just in awe thinking, I cannot believe I'm in the same field with these guys. And actually scored a goal at 16 on a beautiful, perfect header against Chelsea. And he talks about his the support of his brothers. I guess his brother uh, is, you know, white stepbrother, half brother, whatever you want to call him. Brother, they just call each other. He plays, I guess, for the Red Bulls. It's fucking phenomenal stuff. But what what a young man and what a story. And to that Iranian journalist, yes, you have earned the forever award of fuck that guy. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, I had a chance to sit down with my guys, Hatch and Ronus. Uh, Sergeant Rhodes was unavailable. It's normally... The the Hatcher and Rhodes cop buddy tag team duo, but Ronus was happy enough to step in. I thought he added some good comments on the situation, but I started by congratulating Mr. Ronus on winning his Club Pro or his uh, Club Corp PGA Professional of the Year award, which it turns out does not get him a raise. Gets him a trip to Jamaica, so there's that at least. <laughs> and probably more hours, more responsibility, and who knows what else. Here was our conversation. So it gets it gets you a trip to Jamaica, and then yep. what else? A lot of attaboys. 
More responsibility? <laughs> no. Does it get you a raise? A bonus? A bonus. I don't, think, I, I don't know what it gets me, to tell you the truth. You know what? I don't really care about any of it except for winning. I just like you to just win. like the winning. You like to win. Yeah. That's right. And you you sent really me the link knew. saying you sent me the link saying if you could tweet this out it'd be great because it's a voting thing online. Yeah. And yeah. I said, well, are they going to see an influx of votes from my followers? And I don't know how many votes I gave you. Yeah. Couldn't have hurt though. No. No. And they said it was close. So every every vote every counted. Vote counted. Yeah. I didn't want them to go. No hey, this trickery. guy. No. This guy no had, trickery, a, had no. a had a rate had a low level radio star. Uh, help push him over the top. He's disqualified. No, I thought no, I might no, no, disqualify. No. no, it was you know. Look, our reach goes where our reach goes. So if someone felt the desire to vote, let him in. You know, he took this job, Hatch, thinking this is going to kill me. This job, like, why did I accept this? He used to just be the teaching pro over there at River okay. Creek. And now he's the boss boss. Well, when Winning I was, awards. When You'll I, never get out of this now because you've done a good job. When I was sitting in the hospital bed with the scar on my face from getting hit with that garage door. You didn't hear this story, Hatch. I, oh, yeah. See, garage, that should have earned you the award right away. Garage door was broken. Couldn't get carts out Saturday morning. Oh. So I was like, all right, smart guy. We'll take one of the panels off. And then I'll have room to get the carts out. As soon as I took the last screw out, the whole garage door hit me in the face. And I don't know how it didn't break my nose, but the scar and all kinds of stuff. You should have sued the company. My wife was like, you why did you company. take this job? Why on earth did you take this job? And so. it's long hours, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Right. It is long hours, hard to hire people, hard to keep people. Yep. And, and, and the member stories, my God. Can't tell them on the air on the podcast. But, boy... You know how members are, Hatch. Oh, oh, like yeah. you being a member at your club, you always have ideas about here's how we should run the shootout. Here's what we should do for shotgun starts. How come the green on number seven is always in bad shape? But see, I'm not there enough to complain, so I don't complain. Oh, you don't? Okay. I hear the people that I play with complain because they're there more than me. And I just shrug my shoulders. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't, really, I don't really say anything. The only time I go in there is, hey, man, can you regroup my clubs for me? <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, that's it. A little bit of membership, I think, sends people over the top in terms of their sense of, hey, I've got some power here. I'm a member here. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. For some people. Yeah, everyone's not an expert at everything, it right. seems. The vast majority, they're cool. They get it. Yes, 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 yes. It's but always it's, a very small amount it's at anything you do, right? Pretty it's much. Yeah. Can't please them all. Yeah. Five percent of assholes ruin, ruin everything, basically. Right. So we're here tonight mourning the loss of Bryant Hatcher's ace coach in college, Luke Fickle, who Ooh. defected to Wisconsin in a Uh-oh. shocking move over yes. the weekend. Oh yes. You are Mr. Bearcat, and I was like, perfect that I'm gonna see you tonight and do this podcast. Give me the nine one one on Luke Fickle. So like or I was telling you, I got a I got a couple of text messages from some friends and, and boosters who said, hey, Fickle's leaving. And I was like, what? You know, because I'm here in Virginia, so I don't really pay attention too much. So I automatically pick up my phone, go on ESPN, and see breaking news. Fickle accepts the job at Wisconsin. So, I mean, at Cincinnati, we, we, we knew it was going to happen. I thought he would stay because we were going to the Big 12 and we're building all these new When are you guys going com- to the Big 12? This summer. Are you really? July. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, we're in the Big 12. Does he connection to Wisconsin? No, he does not. No. He's an Ohio but, guy. Ohio okay. State He's an Ohio guy. guy. He's, a, he's a Midwest, Midwest guy. Because okay. I asked Hatch, I said, is it true he turned down the likes of LSU, Oklahoma, 
USC, because that's what somebody had tweeted, right? Yeah, and the answer is basically yes. He was a very hot, in-demand, under 50-year-old coach. Did he think that his offense wouldn't translate down to the SEC? No, he's a very family-oriented guy. He's got like six kids. And all his decisions, based on what I've heard, you know, are based on family decisions. They sit down with the family and say, hey— is this a good choice? And, and I think a Wisconsin is a Midwest. Yeah. You know, Madison, Wisconsin. I heard that his wife had been up there like a month ago checking it out. You don't think she'd like New Orleans? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a different vibe, man. Yeah. Right. It's a so different vibe. I think that was like the perfect scenario. Back to the Big Ten. Yeah. And uh, they're paying him $3 million more. So, bing, bang, boom. $8 million bucks. And he thinks that they've got a lot of upside. But you said to me off the air, you go, Wisconsin ain't winning the national championship. Yeah. Wisconsin's not going to win the national championship, let alone get to a playoff. Because they're in the Big 12, Ten. What if it's a 12 team? Well, it's a 12 when team. When it goes they have to 12. A, when it goes to 12, they, they'll probably have a See, great chance to get in at that point. I think, and Wisconsin fans don't like hearing me say this, but I think that once they go to 12 teams, just making the 12-team playoff will be the kind of thing that schools like Wisconsin raise a banner for. They'll say, we were in the 12-team playoff, because it's still hard as shit. Right. 12 out of 118 D1 programs, right? Yep. So it'll be a pseudo-championship. It's like, we all know it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, all those And they're schools. not raising those, but someone... It's like, right. it's like VCU, right, when they go to the tournament. Yeah. And they went and made it to the Sweet 16, or that one year they made it to the... Would they make it to the Sweet 16, the Final Eight? They got a banner for that. Yeah, but did you think your Bearcats could win the national championship? No. Okay. <laughs> so even though you went to the game against Alabama and you were and rooting was for hoping, them, and, right. and they were stickier than we could have imagined. Exactly. They were a tough fucking out that game. That's right. Yeah. We had nine guys drafted. Nine. Right. And look at Sauce Gardner, one of the best corners He's in the league already. Nice. He's nice, yeah. We're going to talk about the Jets. And this guy, Mike White, who balled out for them in replacing Zach Wilson. we got to talk about the clock management or mismanagement of Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers. There are some shocking things that happened there. And uh, we got to talk about Rodgers and what his future is going to be. Because after the dud on Sunday night uh, and the injury, now people are like, okay, we'll see what's going to happen. So let's dig into our appetizers. We're not going to say what restaurant we're at because they're not sponsoring us yet. Maybe by the end. But hopefully yeah. they will at yeah. some point. Yeah. They should. Yeah. I they, do like this I mean, restaurant. By the end they of this should. dinner, they should. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Okay. All right. So lots of good NFL stuff to talk about from the weekend. And Hatch, I'm glad you're here today because you played football highly competitive level. Quarterbacks matter because of the vibe they transmit to their team. And when Zach Wilson a week ago said, nope, when asked, did he let anybody down? I was like, wrong answer, pal. You needed to play the game, dance the dance, and say, of course I feel like I let everybody down. Right. My defense, the team, my mom, you my are mom's this- friend who I slept with. <laughs> I let everybody down because I suck. You and are, so, yeah. You are the CEO of the players. The quarterback is. Right. You are the main leader of the team from the quarterback position. You're the face of the franchise. Everyone looks to you to lead the team. And if so they you hate have you, to, if they hate you, they're not going to play for you. Exactly. Because Heineke for the commanders is basically the same model of 
quarterback, a little runaround guy with a good enough arm, although Zach Wilson's arm is probably better. Right. But the difference is the commanders love Heineke. They know he will go out there and put it on the line. He will dive head first for first downs. When he dove for that pylon, remember that? The play against the Buccaneers in the playoffs during the pandemic year? That was such an amazing play. I think any player on that team from that point on said, okay, I'll play with this dude. Right. Right. Because you know that that level of player is going to have some really bad games. Yes. Certainly bad quarters. Right. Mm -hmm. And for someone to say, all right, well, I'm going to stick with him because it's really easy to drop that guy. Because you know he's not really going to be around for a long time, but they just keep on playing hard for him. It's really, I'm not a Commanders fan, but I'm a home team kind of guy. So I'm really enjoying this nice little run. Yeah. So this guy, Mike White, who started for the Jets, he's a journeyman guy, but he threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns, and they were like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, but he did that before, remember? When? Last year. Four. He- for the Jets. Oh. <laughs> he played one game and threw for like 400. I think he has the record, actually. Okay. He threw for like 435 I yards, mean, and then they let him, let him stay in there. Yeah. In the next game, he was awful. You're like, He's okay. a relief pitcher is what he is. He's right. good for two innings. But they, but they were excited for him because they didn't have the milf-hunting shithead. Right. Mr. BYU, Mr. Pretty Boy. So do you think a guy like... Zach Wilson's career is done at this point. No, because, no, he's okay. too high of a pick. Okay, he's going to get. Too, he'll get a lot more chances. I mean, this is you see you, you've seen it before where quarterbacks high drafted, Trubisky. been sat down for a little bit, yeah. and then put back in there, and then they end up having great careers. The problem with Zach Wilson is, and it, this is what happens with quarterbacks: his size. He's too small, and he's not athletic enough. To avoid those big guys rushing him, so the problem is he's going to be hurt all the time, and which is starting to happen. And what's worse he's, is he thinks he's athletic enough. He's not athletic, and enough. that gets him in trouble because he's like sees the rush and says, "Okay, watch this," whoop, 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 and it's like, "No, you're sacked now." Yeah. Right? Because he's not. If you're going to be that small, you better be somebody like Kyler Murray. Right. You better be a freak, freak. Right. Yeah. You better be somebody like Kyler Murray that can outrun everyone out there. Zach Wilson is small, and he's a sitting duck back there. Yeah. Anyway, but that was interesting, the difference in the what quarterback do you want to play for versus, you know, a guy that the team really likes and respects versus a guy that the team is like, this guy is killing us. Right. So there's that difference there. Because I was going to say, Mike White and Tyler Henneke don't have the talent level of Carson Wentz and – Zach Wilson. No. But you can see the players yeah. want to play more talent for. Level, when we talk about the talent level, the talent level is a, it's very intricate how you how you gauge that. Can he read? Does he read the offense faster? Does he read the offense pre-snap better? Does he read the the lanes better? Or does he just not have the arm strength? I mean, he could the be physical better. tools. Mentally, though, is that a physical tool? That is a physical tool, yeah. but Tyler Haneke, you see some of the plays that he makes, the mistakes that he makes, so I wouldn't say that he is like one of the brightest guys out there just reading the defenses and throwing the ball all in the right pl- yeah. in the place at the right time. He's just very athletic, and he plays hard, Yeah, and he makes plays when he needs to make plays, whether count. it be running or throwing. Yep. Or doing whatever it takes. And and players can see that. Yeah. And then that's why they want to play right. for him. Speaking of yeah. quarterbacks, 
whose team hates them. Did you see the lineman who went after Russell Wilson? The defensive lineman. The defensive lineman. Yeah, his last name starts with a P. Yeah, like Penne or something like that. Did you see this, Ronis? No, I didn't see it. Oh, you have to see it. Ah. <laughs> is yeah. that one of your members? No, that's, it, that's one of my feel, friends. Oh, one of your friends. <laughs> yeah. You don't have friends. Come on, yeah. don't kid yourself. Um, yeah, I'll find the guy's name, but you got to see this clip because to me, Hatch, when he barked at Wilson, Wilson sort of flinched, almost like a little dog that got barked at by a big dog, and he was scared. Oh, I when saw an it. alpha quarterback would have bowed up and gotten right in the defensive lineman's face and said, don't you come at me like that. But Wilson knows he sucks so bad. Mm. Nobody likes him. He's a cheese ball. He just sort of took it and, like, cringed in the moment. Yeah. Well, most... <laughs> and what, what happened? I don't Set think they were... Set it up. What happened? It was after the defense were... just got off the field. And the lineman was coming off the field, and he felt the need to tell Russell Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson you? said something. Oh, he did? Oh. Yes. He said something when he was running off the field, and when he said something, the defensive lineman turned and looked at him and just went at him like, and <laughs> you can't hear what he said, but obviously he went like and bucked up at him and said something back. And then Russell Wilson was like, and then kind of just was like, all right, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not saying anything else. Wow. He didn't say anything else. Yeah. It it was one of the more dramatic pieces of short video I've seen because of the dynamic of what he was supposed to be. I mean, they've got so much money tied in up into him, and he can't. I don't know what's wrong with him. What is wrong with Russell Wilson? Do you think from a football it's... standpoint, you can't fix the corniness of right. Russell Wilson? But from a football standpoint, what is it? I think he's in the wrong offense for him, and I think the coach stinks. Oh yeah, so the coach I think is the, terrible. The coach is going to go. And they need to, and they need, and they need to, they need to get something that's going to be focused around his skill level. I think it's a classic, just like a pitcher. I think if there's two miles an hour on the fastball that makes all the difference in the world of guys hitting home runs rather than striking out. And I think he's lost two miles an hour with his legs, with his arms, with his. I think he's now a little shell shocked and won't pull the trigger as much. Okay. You know, and it's funny. So I tell this story all the time when. When uh, you're on the field, offense and defense, and if the offense isn't moving the ball and the defense is stopping the other team, they get pissed. They'll come off the field and say, fucking offense, get to, get going, <laughs> god damn it. We're setting you guys up. Get the And, and there's arguments all the time yeah. on the sideline between the defense and the offense. Does there's, it go the other way too? No. No, it doesn't. Right? You don't really hear yeah. offense yelling at the defense right. too much. But the defense will. Yell. I think he probably was saying, can you show me like a little bit of desire? Can you show me a little something for your $200 million? Just he, something. Get, get, he obviously said something that irked that defensive lineman. Yeah. That so, made him react that way. So the Broncos this year are averaging 14.2 points per game. That is the lowest in 50 years for the franchise. It's two full points lower than their previous low in 1982 of 16.4 points per game. The year before they drafted uh, Elway. Elway. Exactly right. I don't know who the quarterback was back then. Craig Morton, maybe? It was. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We obviously are being shown also, and they're struggling a little bit recently, but um, Carroll's a great coach. You know, obviously, he put Russell William in a great situation because that Seattle team was overplaying, overperforming for the whole year until recently. But he rode the Legion of Boom. 
yep. in the defense and Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. And the two miles off the fastball, I'm convinced that he's just a little bit slower sure. running around. Yeah. Russell Wilson at his peak was like this chicken in the courtyard you couldn't catch. Right. And it was frustrating as shit because I used to root against him going, God damn it, somebody catch that motherfucker but you and know, suck though, his ass. Yeah. He didn't really run. No, no. He escaped, escaped. in the pocket. That's what yep. I'm saying. He yeah. was the chicken you couldn't catch in right. the courtyard. And yep. now he's a little bit slower, and he's getting caught more, and so now he's questioning himself. Mm-hmm. He's making decisions that get him in trouble, and none of it's adding up. Yeah. And and I'm thinking from an athlete standpoint, and Ronas, you coach athletes, so you understand the mental struggle side of things. He has got to be in mental hell right now, totally. Russell Wilson. Totally. Confidence yeah. shot. Confidence completely shot. His so, whole being yeah. shot. His whole persona. I mean, he is a $100 million-plus guy who has had his ass kissed in the media and in person as you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. Now you suck. Now, now he's got some adversity. Now he's looking now you at suck. Legacy. some adversity. Now you yep. suck, and your teammates hate you. Yeah. And he's looking at his <laughs> legacy now because his career's almost over, and he's like, boy, I You think I he's looking legacy, one? or he's oh. just looking to get nope. out of this tailspin? No, I think he... Oh no 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 no! I, I think he's looking past that, which is part of the problem. Okay, he's looking past that. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think he looks? Do you think a guy like that is somewhat cocooned from knowing he's struggling? In no. other words, does Russell Wilson think everything is fine right now? I hope Most not. athletes <laughs> will read everything they can get their hands on and get the pulse on what everyone thinks. Most athletes are fairly narcissistic and they want to know. Uh, what everyone thinks, and they want everyone to like him. So no, I think he's I think he's in a world of hurt think, right now. I, yeah, and I think the other problem is he's not being coddled anymore. He was being protected in Seattle by not, by the coaching staff. Okay, so they protected him, and, and the were, and the and, alphas and, ran the team. Sherman Alpha, Marshawn Alpha, on, yeah. Um, and he and he was being protected. So any any mistakes he made, Pete Carroll, Cam Chancellor, Pete Alpha. Carroll stood up. Yeah, Bobby Wagner, like, nope. those guys. And then he turned and bit him. Yep. So now he's in Denver, and now all the heat's being put right on him. There's nobody to protect him anymore. He's got to take it. And no one to lead him. Right. And maybe he's not a leader. All right, two more quarterback things. Tom Brady and Todd Bowles need to get on the same page together because this was ridiculous. End of the game, tie game, 17-17, going to overtime, or so it looked like. Uh, Tampa Bay got the ball at the 25 with 32 seconds left and three timeouts. Todd Bowles calls a play on first down. It was, I'm looking at the play-by-play, shotgun Brady, pass short right to R. White for 26, uh, or no, I'm sorry, for one yard. They got one yard on first down. Did he get out of bounds? No. Right. And Bowles did not call a timeout. Clock is ticking. So he must be second, for overtime. Second and nine, 15 seconds left. Oh, my God, Brady... Deep left to Julio Jones for 26 yards to the Cleveland 48. All of a sudden, they're one pass, Hatcher, from being in field goal position. But the clock is now down to eight seconds left. Uh, Brady incomplete, stops the clock. Two seconds left, no huddle. Brady incomplete, tries to go deep. End of the game. Afterwards, they said, hey, you had three timeouts. Let Brady operate. And Bowles said... I didn't want to get an interception. Tom Brady has not thrown an interception. Here's the stat. You ready? Is that what he said? Yes. He has not thrown an interception 
in 470 – no, he has two picks in 470 passes this year, Brady. In the fourth quarter? No, total. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. no, no he's, he's got – how many – he's got like seven interceptions this year. Let me look it up. Yes. Brady it might have been a fourth quarter in, stat. But it's got to be fourth quarter. quarter. Okay, well, let me see about that. he's got about seven or eight interceptions this year. Either way, it was just one of these things where you're like, oh, my God, have some balls. If I had Tom Brady and I had 35 seconds and all I needed was a field goal, I'm calling a timeout after Tom every Brady, play. I wouldn't be calling a play. I would just say, Tom, take it over. <laughs> go You've go been here a million something. times. Okay. You decide. But here's another one, Hatch, from Bowles. In the fourth quarter... They're up 17 to 10. They're at the plus 37. So they're at Cleveland's 37. Fourth and two. They punt. Oh. 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 Wow. They punt. For me, How I think. How much time is left? 12 minutes and 41 seconds. Oh. So a lot of time. You got to go left. for it. You would think. You would think you would go for it. The 37. You're you would up go for it. seven. Yeah. It's fourth and two. Yeah. You're inside the 40. And, yeah, if you, and if you, you kick you it out of bounds, it. it's on the 20. Exactly. So it's only 17 yards. Yard. Yeah. I, I, I think... would have went for that. <laughs> yes. I don't You're believe... in no man's land. I don't believe in punting inside the 40 unless Ooh. it's fourth and 15 or longer. Yep. yep. Even fourth and 10, I'm going for it inside the 40. Or I'm going to kick a field goal. Yeah. Punting. I don't Punting know about fourth and 10. Yard field Your goal. chances at fourth and 10 are like 15%. I mean, the data says anything for inside that fourth and six. What, is, what does it go to? I think it goes to... Do you want the general it, shape of fourth down conversions are? Right, yeah. Three, it's, it's, fourth and three is probably any more than it, that. Depending on the, on the on the on what yard line you're on, Yeah, you know, the data is yeah. all there right. for you to see. Oh, you got to be And I think if you're inside the 40, I think it's yeah. like fourth and seven or yeah. fourth and six, you, you should go for it. Yeah, and that's, that's Your a lot. chances are, but yeah. But the 40 is, and, like you said, that's that no man's land. Yeah, you're at 37 yard line, that's no man's land. You yeah. should, and fourth and two... Oh, you so go. you have so many options. You can okay. still run the ball. Then right. there's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got in trouble, boys. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, the tweet. By going at it with a just a random fan on Twitter about him not closing out the game against Jacksonville. One of the plays that got everyone all like, what was that? They went for it on fourth and two. And Lamar Jackson basically just, I don't know. Do you see the play? He just like stopped trying and got tackled on fourth and two. It was really a weird thing, right? And so a fan tweeted at him saying, um, he said, you know, let me find this. He goes, uh, they deleted it. He deleted it, by the way. Oh, he deleted it, it was right a, away. It was a. Uh, yeah, the fan said uh, the Ravens should let Jackson walk rather than pay him $250 million guaranteed. Like saying, this is why you don't pay Lamar Jackson $250 million guaranteed. And he made sure to at Lamar Jackson so he would see it. See it, right. And he saw it. <laughs> Lamar, after the game. Said MF never smelt a football field and never did shit but eat dick. <laughs> he oh, sure did. Wow. <laughs> wow! And then my old coach Harbaugh made a great statement by saying you should never get on social media after a game and a loss. Right? How about you should it all? avoid that for a period of time until you <laughs> relax, right? Yeah. And you, the emotions are out of the loss. Let's face it, he and he, never just be like he it. said, he's like that's not like him. That's that's not like Lamar. We've never seen Lamar do anything like that before. But it is. But because well, he, he did it, he did it. Because he did it, it is him, right? Because he did it. But he's just been smart enough in the past, or savvy enough in the past <laughs> to keep it to himself. But it is him. Um, Ravens reporter for ESPN, Jamison Hensley, 
wrote an article for ESPN in which he claimed the profanity-laced tweet included an anti-gay phrase, that the whole suck-a-dick thing was like an anti-gay phrase. How? He didn't say He didn't say who was doing that. You know that that's used as a slam on people to say you're gay and you don't admit it. You know that. <laughs> yeah, well, look. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a bit of it's a right, bit of a that's reach. That's a reach. Bit of a but reach, we, I, but still. I understand what you're saying. It's still a reach. So <laughs> anyway, Jackson on. Jackson shot back to the reporter saying, this is defamation of my character because not once have I ever mentioned or disrespected anyone's sexuality, sexual orientation, gender, religion, or race. You're reaching. But here's that, the thing. You want $250 million? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, don't no, do no. That, right. No. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't Get do rid that. of the social media. Right. You don't need the fucking social That's media. Right. Those young people, man. That's, they grew <laughs> up on that stuff. That's just part of their thing. Hire your PR firm to run your social media and have them put out nothing but puppy videos. You, you mean like inspira- Tom Brady? And it's, yes. Puppy videos, inspirational quotes, and the t-shirt shop of the official Lamar right. Jackson right. t-shirt the shop. TB12 hat. And leave it at that. That's right. <laughs> who cha- that. Well, I got a question for you. So who, who changed Tom Brady's... Uh, cover page on his Twitter, taking the family off and then just putting him on there. Oh, I did not see that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. took well, his wife. Got... It was a picture of him and his wife. That's well, they're gone. divorced. Yeah. yeah. What is he supposed to do? Leave her up there? Uh, uh, hey. I I think he's he's new, new, would you? No. no. <laughs> but I'm not so You can just wipe out the picture except for what you want in there. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the case of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers either hurt his ribs or his oblique muscle had to leave the game against the Eagles, in which they were down by 14 three different times, by 10 another time. Hold on a second. Let's go ahead and order. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, I'd like the Connecticut lobster roll with fries, please. Same. And that's Hatch's go-to as well. Yep. And Ronas? I'm good. Okay. So he leaves the game. They were down by 14, I think, three different times. Or 13, 14, 14. There was missed extra points. They were down 10 at one point. I never felt like the Packers were really ever going to win the game. Even I mean, they, they were up early, 14, they, 13. No, no. The, the Ravens were up. Oh, you're talking about the Ravens game or the Packers game? I'm sorry. Did I say Ravens? Yeah. Packers, Eagles. Right. They Packers, were up 14, Eagles. 13. The, no, the Packers were never up 14, 13. Yes, they were. Oh, you're right. They were. They were up 14-13. They were up by 1-14-13. They yep. were going to be up 21-20, and then Mason Crosby missed the extra point. Right. I still never felt they were going to win the game because <laughs> because Jalen Hurts ran for a billion yards. Yes. Not a billion, but a lot. 170 or whatever. Yeah. 160. And as a team, the Eagles ran for 363. Wow. No one's done that since like 1938 or wow. something like that. Here's here's the funny thing. I thought the same thing, Hatch. I thought, like, how long has it been since anyone ran for that many yards? I think it was Believe 1945. No. What? No. Like, there have been a lot of monster rushing games. Here it is right here. Yeah, Cleveland I against Dallas two years I ago. there's a quarterback As recently in as 2021, mm-hmm. on the last week of the season, Baltimore and, of course, Lamar Jackson ran for 404 yards. Yeah. Good Against gracious. the Bengals. Uh, that was in 2021, so that was not their Super Bowl year, but yeah. 404, it's been a 355, 350. I sorted these by year. So okay. there's your years going down so right there. So I think there. when they said that, it was the last time Philly has rushed last for Last time Philly has rushed for that yeah, many, many as well. Yeah, 19. Right. Um, but that said, so Aaron Rodgers leaves the game. He's like, 
if I check out okay on Monday, which I don't know what the report is at this time of taping, he said he'd like to play as long as they're still mathematically in contention. He said that, yeah, in his interview today. Is that a problem that he's saying, well, as long as we're in it, we'll play, but otherwise I'm out? Should he not be either all in all the way or not? No, that's okay. okay. That's the right that's statement. That's a logical to make. thing. Okay, yeah. all right. Because why? Why are you going to risk further injury if you have no shot at making the playoffs? Because you're Just the quarterback go. of the team. Yeah, but you're hurt. That's true. But so he's trying to surgery. suck it up. If he's trying to suck it up to say, "Hey, I want to try to help this team make the playoffs," if it's we different. mathematically have yeah, a right. shot, yeah, okay. it's different. So here's the bigger question: Next year, he's going to cost. Forty million if you keep him, or no, sixty million if you keep him. Forty million if in dead cap money if you trade him. Would you rather have Rodgers costing you sixty million but you have him, or finally get out of it for forty million because the following year if he leaves the dead cap's going to be sixty million without him. This, this series of contracts have been designed to blow up in succession. When do you get out of the Rodgers business? I, here's what I would do. First of all. Is I would if I'm the GM, I'm calling the coach in and saying, "Look, privately, we're not making the playoffs. Let's just get that straight." So what I want you to do is I want you to put love in there these last five games and let's see what we have. Right, Rogers is hurt. You can have a conversation with Rogers, tell him why it's a good reason for him to sit out. Right, and let's see what we have in love, and then based on those last five games, let's make a decision on what we're going to do with Rogers. But I'm leaning towards let's get let's trade him and see what we can get for him. All right, I got to show you guys a video, not on the podcast here, but a video of a golfer in Australia at his club championship losing his mind and going crazy. You will enjoy it. It's probably the best golfer meltdown video I've seen in a long time. I'll make sure to retweet it on my Twitter feed. Otherwise, boys, it's been a good podcast. We're gonna eat here. Nice. Ronus is not going to eat because he's Captain Skinny. He's the Lord of Discipline. He's staring right at some <laughs> right. delicious job, shrimp. Yeah. That's why you've lost all that weight, and someday I'll be right there with you. But that day is not today. <laughs> Good. Good for you. That day is not today. All right, boys. All right. We'll end on this. Brian Robinson, after the game in which the commanders held off the Falcons on a goal line stand interception uh, at the goal line in the end zone, showed off his friend's company's newest line of novelty sports apparel. A ginormous hat. (laughs) A logoed Washington Commanders baseball cap, but one that was, oh, at least five to six times the size of a normal baseball cap. (laughs) I think it's called Big Noggin hats or or big noggins or something like that. You can Google it. You'll find it. But still, it's both at once the coolest thing I've ever seen and the dumbest thing. I'm not sure which. On the one hand, I'm like, ah, that's cool right there. Then I'm like, wait a minute. That's fucking stupid. Who would ever buy a hat like that? Where would you wear it exactly? You know, uh, it, it, the thing that came to mind uh, was the SNL bit. Maybe one of the all-time, certainly one of the all-time great SNL bits. Maybe the literal number one funniest bit of all time. And that was the Norm MacDonald, may he rest in peace, Turd Ferguson appearance on Celebrity Jeopardy, in which he showed up wearing 
a giant yellow foam cowboy hat <laughs> and then kept pointing to it like, hey, look at this. It's a big hat. <laughs> it's a big hat. You like this? It's funny, huh? M- Mr. Reynolds, what are you doing? <laughs> I see that. Get back to your podium. <laughs> Take a look at that. Yeah, I see it. Go back to your podium. It's not- M- Mr. Reynolds, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I found this backstage, uh, oversized hat. It's funny. No, it's not. Sure it is. It's funny. It's funny because it's uh, bigger than a you know, normal hat. I-, I see that. Get back to your podium. <laughs> Take a look at that. Yeah, I see it. Go back to your podium. It's not funny. <laughs> so there you go. Go get your big knocking baseball cap and wear it around and have people go, wow, it's a really big hat. Now what are you going to do with it? All right, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, being part of the Zavecast Army. Have yourself a great Tuesday. Go USA, and we will see you next time. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.